go. I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who I'm picking? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life. I never sell. All right, everybody. What's up, everybody? This is uh, Jeff Sintel with uh, DogNation.com. It is before the hedges, and if you know why, if you know why I'm smiling, sometimes it's my uh, wonderful kid that's uh, kind of bugging me when he knows eight o'clock is before the hedges time, and he wants to get some screen time on his uh, Xbox Live. We regiment regiment those things in our house, but uh, nonetheless, he was really uh, concerned that he wouldn't get his Xbox time uh, before Dad went live on uh, before the hedges. Uh, speaking of before the hedges, I'm Jeff Sintel. I'm your tour guide and conductor today on all things uh, Georgia football and Georgia football recruiting. Um, so uh, Rodney White, first one in the house. We're going to talk about a few things today. We're going to go through all our staples. We're going to have online chatter. We're going to look at uh, the Georgia Bulldogs that are currently, current Georgia Bulldogs that are currently trying to uh, recruit Oscar Delp. Uh, I think uh, now's the time when Delp's going to do a lot of thinking about his decision. Um, We've got a lot of stuff to talk about. I guess first, the first things uh, I'll jump to everybody's mind. Let me see if I can kind of head things off at the pass. Is we've got first of all, before the hedges is brought to you by Kroger. What's up, Maurice Carter? And um, we have. Uh, I think this is the first time we've had him on hedges. This is 2022 running back commitment, Jordan James, and we got a pretty good interview talking about all things. His first visit to Georgia, his first visit ever to Georgia, his first visit as a uh, Georgia commitment. Um, a lot of good stuff there. He shares his thoughts on Branson Robinson. And you got to like, when you listen to this interview, you're going to have to like the terminology and the things uh, the things he's got going on uh, and how he kind of describes his time in Athens now. Uh, but I, I think first, I guess I want to I want to mention this because uh, – we're going to get to the top targets and we're going to do all that stuff later in the show, but there's one name that you won't see there, uh, but it's been in the news a lot lately. And I think um, the best thing to say here is wait and see. Uh, let's all wait and see on what's going on with big bear Alexander. I'm sure everybody saw the, the, the post that went viral. It was on Brandon Adams, dog nation daily. It was on the dog nation Instagram account. Um, you know, he's visiting uh, Gunnar Stockton, you know, got to know Gunnar Stockton as Georgia commitment a little bit. And uh, he's checking out uh, beautiful Northeast Georgia. And, um, you know, I, I kind of said when um, when he decommitted uh, that there's a few things going on and we just kind of need to let those run their course and see if that happens. And, uh, and I think that's the best way to describe that. I know I'm trying to be I'm, 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 I'm sounding ambiguous there, but that's kind of what the situation deserves. I, I think sometimes everything doesn't need to be out in the world just yet, especially when things are working behind the scenes. But um, let me say this, you know, speaking of commitments to Georgia and a guy you haven't heard from yet. And I mean, this is the, this is the program known as RBU and uh, Jordan James committed to Georgia prior to the end of the pandemic. I think he was the last one in the class to uh, actually, he was the last one in the class to actually take his visit to Athens that's committed. Uh, we had a good chat with him recently right on the heels of his uh, great visit to Athens. Let's do this right now. Let's hear from Jordan James. Pay close attention to his thoughts and what he thinks about uh, a major alpha priority running back target, uh, Branson Robinson. It's coming your way right now on Before the Hedges.
let me see this. If I'm a mind reader and I could read your mind when you walked into Georgia and into the facility for the first time, what, what was going through your mind? Well, really, because, you know, the first, I went down there, when I first went down there, it was a show guided, so I didn't get to see as much, like, the indoor, the weight room, all the new stuff. So when I saw that, I was, I, I fell in love as soon as I walked in. Did you go on a self-guided before you made your uh, commitment? Is that what you did? Yeah, but it was it was like it was a little bit before I committed. You know, if you had to make a movie or a trip, what's the what's the what's the first scene you want to show people, and what's the most important scene you want to show people? Well, really, uh, of course, I enjoy more than anything uh, uh, how they, how they welcomed me in. I got to talk to Coach Mark. Me and my parents got a one on one with him. Um, I was with Coach Yee about ninety ninety five percent of the time. So he showed me love. Second thing I would say, I would say the weight room because you know that's where you get better at. That's where you live at, and the weight room is, like they said, it's one of the it's the biggest weight room in Tulsa right now. So, did it feel like how long did it take for you to feel like that that place was home and that place was special? I immediately, like I said, as soon as I walked in there. What was the vibe like with Coach McGee once you started hanging out with him? Always cool. It's always laid back. It's a the whole thing about Georgia. They treat you like family. So it feels it's real laid back. We get real comfortable real fast. So I enjoyed that. I guess, did you get to try on gear? Did you get to try on the uniform for the first time? Uh, yeah, I actually have some pictures that I posted on Instagram and Twitter. Is there, is there, what, what was that moment like if you could describe when you finally put that stuff on then? It feels good being in the uniform that I'm going to be in for the next four years. Hmm. Did you do the scavenger hunt too? Yeah, I did. How'd you do on that one? Were you, I guess you were the only running back there, or what? You and Justice Haynes were the running backs, right? Yeah. I think my group actually got – I think we got second or third. We did pretty good. We were, we were going for first. But it was fun. Uh, I think uh, Denali was there, our, our commit we have, receiver commit. He was there. Mm-hmm. I think I saw that picture of you and uh, Coach McGee, uh, the one I think you posted, man. The look on your guys' faces is like you're like long-lost friends or something like that that finally met up. That's what it looked like. Is that what it felt like? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, like I, I, I have, I have a good relationship with Coach McGee. Uh, he's been, mm-hmm. he's been recruiting me hard ever since, uh, like he, ever since the offer. So that's why I'm kind of laid back and kind of you know, feels comfortable. You know, for forever, Georgia takes two. And, you know, you're part of the package. You know, the other part of the package is, you know, most people want it to be Branson Robinson. Have you started recruiting him yet? Have you started talking to him yet? Yeah, he knows. I'm, I'm in his inbox. <laughs> what are you telling to, him? We're trying to get him here. What are you telling him? What's your message? Are you low key with it, or are you hitting the, hitting that whole hard? No, I'm, I'm hitting it hard. I'm you got to be a dog, dog way or no way. Dog way or no way. I got you. Um, have you seen his film? I'm sure you've seen, you know, what he looks like physically on social media. I mean, what kind of back do you think he would bring? What, what kind of abilities that really stand out to you? Uh, I think he can do a little bit of everything, just like me. Uh, he has he has nice speed. Of course, his size his size is it's what it, it's what it attracts everybody. So he can do a lot of things. He brings a lot of power. Uh, Jordan, I guess in your own words, did this visit solidify everything that you'd been feeling and strengthen your commitment to Georgia? I mean, it feels like it's it's that. But how would you describe this? Uh, absolutely, exactly how you described it. I'm 100 percent committed. Going to visit any other schools? Are you talking to any other schools, or are you locked down, shut down? I'm shut down. Can you tell me a little bit about what the most fun of the scavenger hunt was for you? 
just get just get just building a, a better relationship with the coaches and uh, some of the players that were there. And even even and even my fam- my family getting the because my family was down there. So even my family getting to build a, a better relationship with the coaches. That's that's really important to me, especially my mom. Did it feel like you finally became a bulldog with this trip, or did you already feel like a bulldog before? I already felt like a bulldog before, but but I hundred percent like I'm, I'm I'm shutting down. Did, where's your height and weight at, Jordan? What are you doing to get your body ready for your final year of high school? I'm working out, grinding. You got to do it every off season. My height was five ten, two hundred. Wow, is that what you want to play at this fall, or get a little bit more weight? I want to get a little bit more weight on me. Do you? Yeah. What well, What was the biggest thing your parents said? They that they were on the ride home that they liked about the trip. What did they What did they say? Because everybody gets in the car and like starts talking about everything, yeah. right? Is that how you How you guys were? Yeah. Well, my mom really. My mom loves Coach McGee and Coach Smart. That's her. That's her two biggest things, and and that's really important to me. So, if she's comfortable. I'm comfortable. You know. Is there anybody else you're working for Georgia? You said the Georgia way or no way. Is there anybody else besides Branson, or is that the guy you're really most most likely going after the most? That's the guy right there. Yeah. What were you, What are you gonna do if he chooses Georgia, man? Is that gonna be a Is that gonna be a pump the fist type day, or what? What you gonna do? That's the deal everybody wants to see. So. <laughs> um. You know, it's funny. You know, they start building these duos. I mean, you know. Uh, you know, Sony Michelle came in with Nick Chubb. I think Keith Marshall came in with Todd Gurley. Uh, Zamir White came in with James Cook. You, do you like that? That overall. Uh, I, like, I, I like. I like how they do that. You know, nobody's going to get forty-five carries or forty carries in a big game. Everybody's going to stay fresh. That's is that, how big of a positive is that? That's that's a big positive because guys like me, guys like Branson, guys like that came through Georgia. They're all they all have a a bigger goal than college. They're all trying to go to the league. So if you're a league and your first year your body's beat up, you're no good. So the way they do that, I, I, I like that. I like the way they do that, the two-back system. And did you have a favorite post? Did you have a favorite spot to take the pictures in? Was it on the box? Was it in the, the laser tunnel? Was it with Coach McGee? What was it like? The laser tunnel was the dopest part of the pictures. <laughs> What's that like getting into it, man? Are you – are you like touching it or like are you messing hey, with it? What's that? Because like I've never saw nothing like that, so I I didn't even know they had that there. So when I got there, I'm just I'm in shock. So I had to had to try that out. <laughs> wow! And is that probably your favorite picture when you're around those lasers? Yeah, they actually have a video they took of me a slow mo video. That's my favorite. That's my favorite video. Favorite picture of the whole thing. All right, everybody. Um... We uh, changed our venue a little bit. I, I noticed some of my uh, guys that uh, loyal viewers of Before the Hedges, they noticed that, hey, man, there's a little bit of birds going on. And, hey, there's a little bit of a uh, little bit of this and a little bit of that. Uh, so we changed. We, we we went from one location to another. Hope that uh, sounds better to everybody without the wind and the ambient noise. Uh, so there you go, guys. That was Jordan James. I, I think uh, – I'm going to tell you what, if you guys can guess a couple of things, uh, you know, when we write the story, it'll be on Dog Nation later. But like I try to do, I try to give you guys content that nobody else has seen before. Uh, when this hits podcast form on uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, the Apple podcast platform, uh, that's stuff that maybe people haven't read before, because I think that's what as we, this show keeps evolving in its, in its sixth year. I think that's that's what it should be. So uh, like last week, Oscar Dell. 
Oscar Delp's thoughts after um, all of his official visits, except for South Carolina. Um, he had his thoughts on there. And then uh, we have Jordan James here before it shows up on dognation.com. But I got, I got two things. I, I'm, I'm curious, and I'll be watching out of my periphery. I'll be watching everybody's screen for their um, everybody's screen for their comments. But um, so there are two things that uh, Jordan said. Number one is, well, three actually about him. I thought he, he, he everybody's seen the lasers, right? It looks like Tom Cruise and Mission Impossible when there's just uh, an array of lasers. Everybody remembers that uh, old school movie with. Uh, with uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones, I think it was Entrapment, where she wiggles her way through a bunch of lasers. That's what goes through my mind somehow every time I, every time I see, uh, I see the laser tunnel for Georgia. But that was interesting. I thought like his mom really likes Georgia. I thought that was a good thing. Georgia's definitely went one over mom for Jordan James. Uh, I think this was a big visit for Georgia with for both parties because Georgia. Now he didn't he didn't he didn't camp for Georgia. But, but what he did do is he did got a height and weight. He was 5'10". He's about 200 pounds. He checked all the boxes for Georgia. Um, and uh, it was a good fit on both both sides. But then we have to get to the stuff about Branson Robinson. Uh, Branson Robinson, in terms of Jordan James, he says, man, he's hitting a hold hard for Branson Robinson. He said that's the guy everybody wants to see and everybody's waiting on. He's a big fan of uh, Branson's game. And then he said he's in his inbox. He knows what to do. I guess that's when you're in somebody's ear these days in the year 2021. You're in their inbox. It could be the DM inbox. could be the email inbox. could be the Instagram inbox or Twitter. But the other thing he said that I thought was very interesting was he said that, uh, you know, when he, his message to, to Branson Robinson is he's got to be a dog. He said, it's the dog way or it's no way. So I think that's going to be our anthem for the rest of the night. It, Every time you see something you like or you hear something you like, maybe you should say it's a dog way or it's the no way uh, or it's no way. And I think that's it's the before the hedges way tonight or it's no way here on Wednesday Night Live here with Dog Nation brought to you by Kroger. Uh, so that's a good opening jump. That's a good first quarter, a good uh, a good start fast portion of our show. I thought I think a Jordan James interview was something everybody wanted to hear about. I don't know if he's been talking a lot uh, lately, ever since he committed, or especially with a lot of uh, a lot of stories. But we were very thankful for Jordan's time. He's a class dude. I really love the program up there at Oakland High. I think I've seen in the comment section that Oakland High plays some big boy football uh, in Central Tennessee, in the Nashville, Murfreesboro area, and uh, great representative of Oakland High football. I think the best uh player parallel uh i've heard about jordan james comes from his head coach kevin creasy kevin creasy he's coached a lot of big time players a lot of sec ball players most notably uh jacoby stevens who started lsu and won a national championship at lsu and i think is now i think he's now at, at, with the philadelphia eagles but he compares him to emmett smith because emmett smith was one of those guys that was like an eight eight or nine in uh, a lot of categories, never a 10, but never a seven or eight, never a six or seven in any categories. And I think that's what Jordan James brings to the table. I think he'd be a worthy successor in the lineage of uh, running back you. And I think he's going to fill uh, everybody's uh, fill everybody's mind up with a lot of highlights during his time at Georgia. Kind of see him doing a lot of things, maybe a little bit better than some of, you know, kind of like a Dejon Edwards. Sort of, but uh, maybe a bigger body and maybe a little bit more game 
than even Dejon Edwards has brought so far to the University of Georgia. Very productive in his first year at Georgia, to say the least. But uh, that was Jordan James, folks. Now, speaking of filling up uh, the, the memory bank with a lot of memories, let's talk about what you do when you fill your shopping cart or you fill your click list up with a lot of groceries. That's where they visit from Kroger. Uh, Kroger is our we're very thankful to have Kroger as our sponsor each and every week here on Dog Nations Before the Hedges. Let's take a knee, let's unbuckle our chin straps, and let's hear this special message from Kroger again this week. We'll get back to the show in just a moment, but first, a quick word from Kroger. Kroger has made shopping for the groceries and household essential items that you need even easier by offering free pickup. Just shop online. Choose a pickup time convenient for you, and Kroger will carefully pick out your order and bring it to your vehicle when you arrive. So the next time you're ready to shop at Kroger, take advantage of the free pickup. It's just another way that Kroger is fresh for everyone. What's up, everybody? Kroger is fresh for everyone, and we've got a fresh uh, new top targets list, guys. I see people uh, going back and forth, up and down about uh, through the <laughs> comment section. And that's my dog, Peaches. Uh, we, got, we got our Peaches here in Georgia. We got our Peaches here on the nations uh, before the edge of Wednesday night. Live. But uh, we've got um, – uh, hold on one second. Come on. There we go. That's Peaches. Come here, Peaches. Be quiet, Peaches. Come on. Come on. I tell you what, can't get good help these days, man. Trying to deal with a uh, labradoodle while we're doing while we're doing the show. Anyway, uh, this is another another week, which means another uh, dutiful, well put together uh, top targets list. Um, top targets list. Now, nah, Peaches might not be hungry. It sounds like a Tom Lavelle, but. Uh, Peaches is actually when anybody walks by and she's in kind of a snarky mood, I think uh, this four year old puppy dog just kind of does her own thing. But um, new top targets list this week, like I said earlier in the show, Big Bear Alexander's name is not on there this week, although there's some there's a little bit of stuff going on. Let's just wait and see if some of that stuff germinates. And uh, it's the time for us to kind of think about Big Bear Alexander again, besides him getting some really cool skiing on Lake Burton. We've got our top targets list. We've got 13 names this week. Uh, you're going to see probably if you're an astute viewer of this program, you're going to see a lot of kind of trending up, trending down. The, the names at the bottom are kind of like maybe placeholder names, um, <laughs> placeholder names. But uh, we've got uh, Jaheim Singletary out of Robert E. Lee in Jacksonville. Uh, I think Georgia's going to really fight tooth and nail to try and pull Jaheim Singletary away from Ohio State. Uh, Jaheim Singletary saved his final official visit for Ohio State. Uh, and uh, he's been committed to them for quite some time, but that was his first visit. I think right now, if you if we had to sit there and say who's the ideal running, who's the ideal uh, running most important cornerback uh, target for Georgia in the 2022 cycle, I think it's that young man out of Jacksonville, number 12, five-star athlete, Keon Sab. I visited Georgia recently uh, with that IMG visit weekend. Georgia, I think Georgia had a good visit. I think Keon Sabbath enjoyed his visit, but I don't know if enough happened there. You kind of wonder uh, if other names come into the class, what, 
what sort of spot will Keon Sab in that have in that class now after all. If you really look at his film and evaluate him, uh, he might be the type of guy that winds up uh, playing inside the box or an outside linebacker, that sort of thing, uh, rather than a true safety, which is some people, what, what a lot of folks thought he might be. Number 11 is Dayon Bowie out of Bainbridge. That's the former five-star decommitment. He's rated as an athlete, but he would be a uh, he would be a uh, he would be a cornerback should he stick with his initial commitment to the University of Georgia. Can play receiver. He's got the game to play receiver, but I think Dayon Bowie is a guy that his future and expect especially his greatest earning potential um, is a cornerback for his professional future. And I would say his greatest name, image, and likeness potential would probably also be um, in the state of Georgia as well. Also being recruited by Florida and Florida State, Dayon Bowie did go out and visit Texas A&M a couple of times at least. I know he also visited uh, Marquise Groves Killebrew, uh, the Georgia um, commitment. Also visited Texas A&M as well during the month of June. Uh, number 10 on this week is Kojo Antwi. He's out of Lambert High School in Swanee, Georgia. His decision is coming up on July the 5th. Kojo Antwi was on our program this time last week on Before the Hedges. Uh, Kojo uh, has, I don't know, if, we don't have this tweet in our kind of content role, content package tonight, but Kojo Antwi has, uh, has uh, decided no more interviews until he makes his decision on July the 5th. That's his mother's birthday. Uh, I think the conversation we had with uh, Antwi on Dog Nation, uh, which showed up on our, uh, our our website first, and then it also showed up on uh, Before the Hedges. I think those were the kind of kind of some of the last words he had to say uh, last Tuesday evening before he shot shut a lot of things down. Number nine, uh, that's a name I call him C.J. Madden, but his name is Carlton Madden Jr. out of Cedar Grove. Great story about this young man. I think you saw where. Um, uh, you know, I saw this guy probably 15, 16 months ago, and I said, man, he's got the game. He just needs to add a lot of bolt to his frame. The, the, the thing I'll always think about with C.J. Madden is C.J. basically Peter Butter, peanut butter and jelly sandwiched himself to a Georgia offer. Uh, he put on about 30, 35 pounds over, over the last four or five months, uh, changed his body, uh, didn't really have any, any, any junior film because he was ineligible after a transfer from Arabia Mountain to Cedar Grove in, Ellen, in Ellenwood, Georgia. And uh, he uh, definitely developed his body, worked out a bunch of times for Georgia in the month of, in the month of June, earned an offer. I do deem that offer to be committable. And uh, we'll have a lot more on C.J. Madden. But uh, when, you, when you hear about C.J. Madden, you want to think about a young man that literally put on about 30, 45 pounds over the last five or six months and went from being a type of guy that would be a good power five commitment, maybe in the Pac-12, where he was at Colorado, maybe some ACC schools, maybe some lesser SEC schools, changed his body, and now at six foot three and maybe a quarter, six foot three and a half, and about 235, 240 pounds, what he can do now makes him a prospect for the University of Georgia and in the upper echelon of the SEC. He's at a Cedar Grove uh, High School in Ellenwood, Georgia. Um, number eight, this is a guy that, man, I think he got it, maybe might have gotten the most miles, most frequent flyer miles. Uh, this month um, with all of his official visits. Let me see if I can keep up with Tyler Booker. So Tyler Booker went from, uh, he took a visit, he took an official visit to Florida. He took an official visit to Oregon. He took an official visit to Georgia. He took an official visit to Alabama. And he also took an official visit to Ohio State. Uh, <laughs> you guys are funny with everything you got going on about the peaches 
uh, comments. And Moose Thames, thanks for hanging out. I know you got the College World Series to watch. Um, Moose, man, this might be the time of the show where I, 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 I speak about nothing but future commitments for the next 37 minutes. Um, but I'm sorry, sorry we're going to miss you, man. You got to follow that SEC baseball. Um, Tyler Booker is at number eight. Moving on to the list, number seven on our list, we've got um, – that was the first half of your um, – the first half of your top targets. Number seven is Walter Nolan. Walter Nolan was in town at Georgia for the scavenger hunt. I think it was a fantastic visit for all parties. I think Georgia's going to go up and down in this recruitment a lot. I think Walter Nolan is definitely going to be uh, nation's number one defensive tackle. And you think about ideal guys. Is it Travis Shaw? Is it Walter Nolan? Uh, can Georgia get back into the mix there with Big Bear Alexander? What's Tyree West's situation? Um, seems like Aaron Bryant is no longer a possibility for the Georgia Bulldogs as well. Um, at least for this week. So uh, that's a name. Walter Nolan, folks will focus on him. Uh, superior physical specimen. Uh, you see him in camps and in one-on-one -on -one events, and he's throwing around guys uh, like, they're, like they're freshmen and sophomores, and he's the senior. Number six on the list is Andre Green Jr. out of Richmond, Virginia. Man, very impressed with Andre Green Jr., He's got a lot of a lot of things going on. There's Clemson, there's Florida State, there's Georgia, there's North Carolina. Um, some major schools involved with Andre Green Jr. For the last couple of weeks, though, it's felt to me like Georgia's number one alpha, most important receiver target for this class. I think it's Andre Green Jr. Andre Green, 6'3", the things he can do. He can play the X, he can play the Y, he can play the Z. Uh, Matchup problem in a lot, of, a lot of areas. And, man, Andre Green Jr. is really wired right. Uh, number five is Danny Dennis Sutton. That's out of Owings Mills, Maryland. Um, Rivals has him as a nation's number one strong side defensive end. He's a four-star on the composite. Uh, he took a big visit to Georgia in the middle of the month, and uh, I think Georgia hit a home run with that visit. It's really Alabama, uh, Georgia, and Penn State for Danny Dennis Sutton, so that'll be something to watch and monitor there. Number four is Travis Shaw. Uh, my information leads me to believe it's North Carolina and Georgia. With Clemson in the periphery there for Travis Shaw, but I think it's between one of those two schools. Uh, something to pay attention to with Travis Shaw is when he makes his commitment and if he makes his commitment anytime soon. Um, I think um, – <laughs> you guys are funny. I think if uh, – I think if um, – <laughs> sometimes this is funny. These comments, guys, are funny. But um, I think the longer it goes with Travis Shaw, I think uh, the more likely uh, Georgia has even an even bigger shot. The quick decision would favor the homeschool, the school he's been to more in North Carolina. But uh, Georgia certainly has a shot there after a very, very great visit from um, very great visit from. Uh, uh, he took his official visit over the weekend. Chad Buchanan, I see your thought here about Luther Burden. I think right now Luther Burden is kind of pie in the sky for Georgia football recruiting. Uh, he may be the number one receiver in the country, but he's taken one exactly one visit to Georgia. Right after that, he took a reaffirming visit to Oklahoma. He's still kind of actively recruiting for Oklahoma as well. Um, you look at the pedigree, you look at the track record of the Oklahoma offense. I think Georgia needs to put up some Oklahoma-type numbers early in the season to really catch the eyes and ears of uh, Luther Burden. Number three on the list, Oscar Delp. And we'll have a little bit more about Mr. Delp tonight. Uh, lots of things going on. He just took a big visit to uh, uh, South Carolina. I'll tell you what, Carolina, those Gamecocks and those cockabooses, they really are doing a great job trying to recruit Oscar Delp. Uh, you see everything from the fancy edits with Delp wanted, and you see how I think that one of their five points, marquee billboards, 
uh, had uh, we won Oscar Dell. A lot of community involvement there. You see maybe a, a counter punch or, uh, you know, kind of an, another move by Georgia to kind of counter that. Uh, number two, uh, Kamari Wilson. Kamari's a guy that, you know, most might have thought would have wrapped up his commitment sometime in June somewhere. Uh, I think LSU is a team to watch there with Kamari Wilson and also, uh, you know, LSU, Georgia. I think uh, schools like that have really maybe gotten his attention a little bit. He took a visit to Texas A&M. It seems like everybody's visited Texas A&M in the month of June. Of course, now we're in the dead period. Kamari Wilson would be an ideal uh, backline safety along with Ja'Cory Thomas and Malachi Starks in this 2022 Georgia class. And number one, uh, we spoke about him earlier. Jordan James articulated his worth and uh, need and value to the Georgia class. Branson Robinson out of Madison, Mississippi, the number one remaining top target for the class of 2022 um, for Georgia. So um, you guys are funny. You guys are killing me with all this peaches stuff right here. You know, when we when we pop out our top targets, we also do uh, a list of other names to kind of keep in mind. Those are the names that would kind of just kind of say percolating a little bit in, in your uh, favorite coffee or favorite a beverage warmer. Um, Jeremiah Alexander kind of drifting off the list after he'd been kind of in the top top 10, top 12 for some time. Jeremiah Alexander, that's the five-star edge out of Thompson High School in Alabaster, Alabama. Uh, five-star cornerback Dalen Everett. Now, that's another fight I think Georgia's involved in with North Carolina. And I think Georgia, um, from what I've heard, has given Dalen Everett a lot to think about. Uh, he's another guy that's in IMG Academy. He's another guy that hails from the state of Virginia originally. A guy to watch there, Emory Floyd. Speaking of another guy that took a recent official visit, his last official visit was to um, uh, South Carolina. Uh, Emory's kind of told me he wants to make his decision maybe before the season. It seems like Georgia, um, it seems like Georgia, Florida, and South Carolina are the schools to watch there. I think some of the published reports there are even reflecting that. But I think Georgia took another look. They get really worked out, Emory Floyd, and uh, I think Emory Floyd kind of moved up the board for Georgia because he showed he could play corner. And most schools that are getting a receptive pitch or a pitch that's receptive to Emory Floyd, um, they're mentioning that he can, they see him playing cornerback. Uh, the three-star offensive tackle, Jacob Hood, is um, is there with um, – the three-star offensive tackle, Jacob Hood, is there as well out of Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, just took his official visit to Miami. I think Georgia and Miami – he, he told me those are not the end-all, be-all schools. Those are just the schools that are recruiting him the hardest. Uh, and, uh, this he, again, Jacob Hood, thanks to remember there, he's out of Nashville, Tennessee, got a lot of dog fans in his family, got a lot of uh, dog fans that live in Fayetteville in the state of Georgia as well. Proximity really matters to him. Georgia's developmental track record matters to him. And he's about 6'8 and about 335, 340. Um, and he is a uh, – He's a guy that will likely make his decision in the next month or two. But the thing to remember about Jacob Hood that I'll never forget that I want to make sure you guys know about is he told me Georgia really evaluates his mind and they like the mental constitution and the, basically the, the fortitude and the focus it took for Jacob. But Jacob at one point about a year ago, right about a year ago, it was probably 420, 425, 430. And uh, he lost all that weight to get, to, to get back down to around 335, 340. Uh, to be a, the type of recruit that uh, everybody had a chance to. 
Um, Omari Kelly, that's a wide receiver name that would, I would pay attention to. He's out of uh, Jefferson County, and that's a Birmingham area. He would trustville in trustville, Alabama. Uh, Shalik Knotts, I think Shalik, uh, from what I'm hearing, I've got Shalik a little bit farther down the board than maybe some other some other analysts and everything out there, but I think he's a name to, to pay attention to. He's another guy out of North Carolina. I don't know if he is as good a fit for Georgia as maybe some of these other wide receivers we've mentioned so far. Um, Christian Miller, I think Georgia, he's mentioned in a few reports that Georgia is uh, kind of running third right there behind USC, Ohio State. Those are the two schools that are really up there. Addison Nichols is a guy that um, the Eagle Scout, the Black Belt Karate, the guy who works at his neighborhood, Kroger, he's actually on vacation right now sorting out his decision, trying to figure it out. He's on a, out on a beach trip with a girlfriend. And I tell you, there's no, no wonder why Addison Nichols has all those merit badges as an Eagle Scout because I think Addison took his official to Georgia, then Florida. Uh, I think then he went to Ohio State. He also went to USC. He threw Tennessee in there. And then after that month of uh, – blistering pace of vacations. Now, what's he doing in the lap? Now that the dead period has dropped again and no more visits in late June, he's on a vacation with his girlfriend and her family. So, you know, certainly Addison Nichols knows what's up. Speaking of another guy, I think Tom Lavelle, Tom Lavelle brought his name up as well. Um, Jake Pope, man, that is a dude. That is a guy that can really play the game. He's wired to succeed. I think Georgia's staff is on him a lot harder than maybe the recruiting industry reflects his ranking and others might think. Jake actually gave Georgia two unofficial visits during the month of June. He got to see Georgia on the first day uh, when the dead period opened on June the 1st, and then he came back in between official visits and uh, gave Georgia another unofficial visit. And Jake Pope just put Georgia in his uh, final five as well. Shamar Stewart, uh, that's a name that I think Georgia will be fighting Miami for uh, in the long game there. Shamar Stewart, a really talented um, five-star edge outside linebacker. I think a lot of people, as he keeps getting bigger, he's like 270-ish and growing. He's the type of guy that can kind of can kind of fluctuate more in that Trayvon Walker role uh, than any other role on the Georgia um, and on the Georgia roster and the Georgia defense. Finally, four-star edge and I White, uh, Tyke Smith, Mark Webb, uh, DeAndre Swift. Those are the type of anchors that Georgia will will have that you're trying to aid them as an asset in the recruitment of Mr. White, another highly rated defensive end, outside linebacker type, um, edge type. Uh, Alabama seems like a school that Georgia's really going to have to fight with there for Mr. White. Mr. White recently said that uh, he's going to take some more game visits during the year, and that's how he's kind of going to figure out his process and his decision. Uh, We've got a couple of timelines. I know there's a lot of ambiguous timelines floating out there, but the ones that are set, uh, we had one on this list in the weeks prior. That was Quayshon Sapp. He chose Florida State as expected. Uh, Georgia just never seemed like this was the year to get involved with a player like Quayshon Sapp. They've recruited too well over the years at offensive line. Uh, Kojo Antwee, as we mentioned him earlier, he's going to make his decision on July the 5th, uh, scheduled for July 22nd to make his decision. Branson Robinson, he is going to uh, um, do that on his late uncle's birthday to honor uh, the message, uh, honor the memory of uh, – his uh, late uncle, who was taken by a shooter's bullet. Uh, September 30th, that's Oscar Delp. He's going to make his decision. Maybe no later than that. I know he wants to see some games before he makes his decision. Could be sooner than that. I know he's trying to do that on September the 30th to honor his mother on uh, his 
on her birthday. Some timelines that I see that can be making their decision this summer. I think Tyler Booker at IMG Academy, he's on the top targets list. I think he's going to make his decision sometime in the month of July or early August. Same thing for Jacob Hood. He might go August, September. Same thing for Danny Dennis Sutton out of uh, Maryland. Very interesting how Danny Dennis Sutton didn't get back to Georgia after his official visit, but his head coach certainly did. That, that kind of speaks volumes about how uh, how great Georgia's um, how great Georgia's uh, how great Georgia's chances are with that. Bryce Dixon, how are you, man? Thanks for showing up on the show. Um, man, good seeing you, man. Hope you and your family are doing well. And dude, that's just my phone. It, it just got a life of its own. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, Jake Pope, I think he's going to make his decision fairly shortly as well. Travis Shaw, uh, he could make his decision in the next couple of months. Uh, another name to probably throw in that list right now would be Carlton Madden, and he is on that list right there as well. That's a talented edge out of Cedar Grove High School. Um, so there you go. The the breakdown, we do this every week on uh, Before the Hedges. Georgia has 11 commitments. There, That means there's three on the uh, – Offensive side of the ball, if you can name them really fast with me. Let's see how quickly you can do. If anybody – test your mind a little bit on uh, Georgia's uh, commitments on the offensive side of the ball. You know you got Gunnar Stockton. You know you got Jordan James. You heard from him. Tell me who the third who, who the third offensive commitment is for Georgia in this class. Um, seven guys on defense, one on special teams. Of course, that special teams uh, commitment is Brett Thorson out of Australia, uh, who will um, – who will uh, make his visit to Georgia. Hopefully with COVID in the mix, uh, he'll make his official visit to Georgia sometime during the season. Of course, that's going to depend on the laws in Australia for coming in and coming out and matriculating in and out of the country. Uh, two commits in beyond the SEC footprint, nine inside the SEC footprint. Uh, the one five-star commitment now is Malachi Starks. Been talking to Malachi a lot lately. I just want to make sure you guys know what a good dude he is. Uh, one of the things I try to do at Dog Nation is not just write about the guys that could come or might be coming or might deciding, might be deciding, but I want you guys to know about the guys that are firmly on the way, locked down, stay down with Georgia as well. I think it's important to write about those guys as well and not just the guys that could be committing to the University of Georgia as well. Guys, got a lot. It's funny. I'm, I see a lot of traffic here about Peaches. I think Peaches has kind of stole the show for tonight's show a little bit. Uh, I, I was I almost lost it there when I was looking at the feed. Excuse me of all the comments on Facebook and also the, all the comments on YouTube. How you know earlier peaches came running down the base, running down the stairs. Of course, I had to move inside because of rain and also the wind. But um, and then peaches started barking, and everybody's like, "Feed the dog, Jeff!" And then when <laughs> when my family got home and someone fed the dog peaches, I cannot believe you guys picked up peaches kind of slurping down that uh, dog food that was brought brought and bought by uh, brought at Kroger uh, to say the least, to say the least her favorite brand maybe brand maybe we'll get her a segment here sometime during the peaches aisle here on uh, on dog nations Wednesday night live before the hedges but um couple of things I think now's the time to jump into the uh, the online chatter that's what my good buddy Brandon Adams called it uh, online chatter is just things that are going on and uh, the uh, in the world of uh, Georgia football recruiting. Uh, let's start with, I think today was Delp Day, where I think three or four t tweets came from Georgia players today, kind of recruiting Oscar Delp. Um, if you look at there, uh, this is from Jordan Davis, Big 99, kind of the 
founder of the feast right now for Georgia football and Georgia football recruiting. Uh, Delp is a dog. That's the hashtag eyes on it. And then they tagged Oscar Delp in the tweet. And then you got uh, tight end tough. You got John Fitzpatrick doing the same thing. Uh, side note here, guys. Uh, there are two bulldogs that I think have looked a whole lot like Superman or Clark Kent over the years. One of those is John Fitzpatrick. The other one of those is Jake Gaines. Everybody remember Jake Gaines? Those two guys, every time I see them, it looks like they could be uh, one of the latest versions of, uh, of, uh, of uh, Clark Kent and the famous Superman character that you see now on the Snyder Cut or you see now on the show Superman and Lois and everything else on the CW uh, with that iconic DC Comics character. But John Fitzpatrick also gave uh, that Delp is, a Delp is a dog hashtag a little bit of traction today as well. I want to show you this one. Look at this one from uh, CJ Madden. He had a couple of introspective tweets today. One of them, he said he's setting his commitment date. It's coming soon. Uh, he also said, you know, we don't have this tweet, but he also tweeted out today, Carlton Madden did that. Um, he said that uh, June was the best month of his life. And I think he's had a lot of great things happen. One of those was he decommitted from Colorado shortly. I think it was four days after he got the uh, offer from his dream school, University of Georgia. Uh, worked out a bunch of times at Georgia in order to uh, in order to earn that uh, earn that offer from the University of Georgia as well. And then the second one is he tweeted this out out and it got a lot of attention. I think all dogs stay home. It sounds sort of like a Disney movie. He's got the emoji right there. Look at him uh, and all of his grandeur wearing that Georgia gear. Got his family with him again for the second time. Another big visit there to the University of Georgia. Um, should Georgia land Carlton Madden Jr., that would also go very well in terms of giving another reason why a talented 2023 cornerback, uh, big play K is what I call him, K.N. Lee, K.N. Lee uh, would also want to really strongly consider Georgia as well because he already likes Georgia a great deal. Um, let's look at this. I think this is something that showed up in our video with uh, – Jordan James, but look at him. He was the Middle Tennessee High School Football Player of the Year. Of course, Jordan James is just a junior. Jordan averaged almost 10 yards a carry in big boy Tennessee football when guys are knowing he's coming. I'd expect him to have an even better year as a senior. Um, another name we mentioned before, uh, Jake Pope. Jake Pope's another guy. I think he's been in Orange Beach most of this week, but uh, top five decision coming soon. And, you know, this guy can play the game of football. I think you, you see a lot of – just the way Georgia's coaches want to see a defender go about its business, play smart, athletic, fast, composed, physical. I think I, I think I tweeted this out when I saw this get young man's final five here. Alabama was his last official. I think uh, North Carolina was his first official. Then it went Notre Dame. It went Ohio State. Um, can play a lot of positions. He plays an athlete at receiver and also a safety for Buford. Uh, Rook Vang, I do not think Jake Pope is overrated, but um, I think the school that gets him, any one of these five, and these are some really big boy schools, as you can see here, I think the school that gets him would be doing the Ric Flair strut after they get Jake Pope. Really big fan of his game, the way he's wired, the way he realizes that stars don't matter, the way he realizes that this is a very big, important decision of his life, and he's leaning on his faith. Um, speaking of a safety that will light you up, Check out this clip. I've been, you know, I've been hanging out and talking to uh, Ja'Cory Thomas a lot over the last four or five days. Check this one out. I asked him to send me a copy, uh, a clip of it. He thought, what was his best highlight on his tape? 
And uh, Lewis Sheen hosted him on his Georgia official visit. And uh, I tell you, Ja'Cory Thomas happened really fast. He camped on the third, I believe, earned the offer, uh, came back a couple days later, took his official visit. And uh, he, he basically was a Georgia Bulldog from that point on. He, he said from the time he worked out, he knew he wanted to be a dog. Uh, silently committed. He was silently committed for about two weeks um, before he made the public declaration to choose the University of Georgia. Um, Ja'Cory Thomas, I want you to take a look at this uh, film, this video right here. If you see him, he's blasting off from the edge, kind of leveling a quarterback from the blind side. He says the most favorite part about his, his game, about, about his game is he really loves the violence of uh, the position. He likes the ability to kind of um, do violence to a young man and have it all be legal and have it all be acceptable. Um, that's Ja'Cory Thomas, now an ideal uh, kind of safety, kind of star hybrid for Georgia going forward. Um, Pierce Sperling, let's take a look at Pierce right here. So Pierce, um, we wrote about him on Dog Nation today. It has a little bit of stuff about Archie Manning. This is part of the Georgia scavenger hunt. And if you look in that picture, you're going to see a Lawson Lucky, who's another Georgia uh, legacy. Uh, that's, the, that's the son of Mike Lucky. You see Kirby Smart. You see Todd Hartley. You see, now this is what was very interesting about this tight end group, which actually won the scavenger hunt. The tight ends had uh, Todd Hartley, who went to Georgia and now coaches at Georgia. And then you had a pair of fathers, and I believe also their wives. They all met at Georgia. So that had they had, I think Pierce called it money, how they had so many guys stacked in their favor when it was – and how the scavenger hunt worked, I think, if you guys want to know about it. What you started out with, and they give you a note card, and it tells you the places you got to go see, go to the rock wall, go to the foam pit, go to the fountain, go to the arches, go to the Ramsey Center. And um, – you know, kind of take a picture and pick up an envelope that had your name on it. Uh, you go through all that. You can do it in any order, but once you get all your stuff put together, you go back to the recruiting lounge and put your puzzle together. And uh, you saw that uh, Pierce Sperling in the tight end room won that one. Uh, another guy that was there on the scavenger hunt, probably the biggest visitor of the weekend, especially since he's a five-star and uncommitted, this was Walter Nolan. Uh, also, one of the things you had to do is you had to tweet out a picture um, and that's Walter Nolan there with um, Kirby Smart. You see that gentleman in the back doing this right there? I hope you guys get a chance to see him. That's a pretty big pickup for Georgia recently. That's David Cooper. Everybody calls him Coach Coop. Uh, he was at Florida as a personnel recruiting director, and then he was at Louisville, and then after a short stay at Louisville, Georgia came and hired him this summer. Uh, David Cooper is really – you know, you talk about Nick Williams and how Georgia's trying to replace a guy like Nick Williams. I think David Cooper is probably going to be part of that answer there in terms of a really strong track record and a really good record of working with players, um, establishing uh, really good, strong lines of communication, and also um, sending the right message for a school and its brand uh, to top prospects as well. Uh, I love this tweet here from Danny Dennis Sutton. Um, look at this mindset. Uh, this is a young man out of Owings Mills, Maryland. Uh, number one defensive end in the country on rivals. I think he's probably somewhere around top 40 on the composite. Uh, Danny Dennis Sutton says he will be the best college football player one day. Just watch. I think if uh, Danny Dennis Sutton can simply be the best college football player on his program and in his team, that would be amazing. And that would be first round status, uh, much less uh, if he does it in his conference, much less in all of uh, all of uh, college football. Uh I see a bunch of great questions. I want to, let me finish out this. Uh, let me finish out this. 
I want to finish out this uh, journey right here. Here's a tweet from Coach Coop as well. I just mentioned Coach Coop. Look at this. It's a marathon, not a race. Got three dogs. Kind of looks like a three-dog night right there on that tweet. Um, basically just kind of describing um, what recruiting is going to be like. Um, I want to show you. This is a guy that I wrote about recently, uh, wrote a lot about recently, because I think he's a very special football player. That is A.J. Harris. Uh, there was a ringing endorsement from J.C. Horn, who is standing to his right in this tweet. This is the father, Daniel Harris. Now, A.J. worked out with J.C. Horn, the top cornerback picked in the 2021 NFL draft, the number eight overall selection. And J.C. said he reminds him of himself. He said he's ready to play in college football right now. Uh, A.J. Harris still has two more seasons of high school football to go. Um, and he said that, uh, you know, A.J. was working out with – NFL players and JC said that if uh, no one told you that this kid was a high school kid, everybody would have thought that he was another NFL player or another highly rated college player. You look at that guy on the left right there, that's Micah Parsons who went to Penn State, now predicted by, uh, now now picked and playing for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Micah Parsons, that's one of those things. You guys remember that from that year, uh, the Justin Fields year, he was another five-star when Georgia signed the nation's number one class. It was just going to be really hard for Micah Parsons to ever come down south because one of the things he really doesn't like the heat. He says there's something different about that blazing uh, southern heat. But um, they definitely, uh, they definitely uh, were impressed by uh, were impressed by AJ Harris. I think AJ Harris is down. Sounds like it's not down to any schools, but it sounds like the four schools standing out is you've got Clemson, you've got Georgia, you've got Ohio State, and you've got Notre Dame. And to tell you how tough this is going to be, really strong kid, good good faith-based kid, great head on his shoulders, very good friends with Pierce Sperling the third. They grew up kind of they grew up kind of dominating, uh, dominating Kirby Smart's youth camps uh, when they were coming up in like the sixth, seventh grade. Those guys played together in the FBU as well. But um, this is what AJ Harris is looking for. AJ Harris is looking for. Uh, Clemson's off-field program, which is called the Pause Journey, which allows its players and encourages its players to travel abroad, see the world, expand their minds. Uh, AJ was spent most of his life in, Ger in Germany because his father uh, was in the service and he was stationed overseas. And he's basically been all across Europe. And he's kind of got a worldly view of all this stuff. Won't get too high or get too low with any of these travel or any of these visits. But um, he wants that from Clemson. He wants to be coached by a guy like Kirby Smart. Really strong relationship there with Kirby Smart. He had wanted the offer from Georgia for all those many years. And now that Georgia has offered him, he wants to make sure that Georgia knows that it was he deserved that offer and he was worth that offer. And then he wants to be coached by the uh, defensive backs coach. He's kind of a guru, Kerry Combs. Kerry Combs at Ohio State uh, loves the way he was taught and loves the way that coach vibe he had there with Kerry Combs. And, of course, Ohio State is just pilfering the league and just peppering the league with uh, lots of uh, first-round DBs, of course. But And then the final thing is he would like to get a degree from a place like Notre Dame. Very, very impressive player, and that's a recruit that I will be fascinated to watch his journey. And then finally, look at this tweet here from Justice Haynes. Clemson waits to offer all of its marquee impact uh, targets. And the first running back that uh, Clemson offered in the 2023 cycle was Georgia legacy Justice Haynes. And I think that was a big offer uh, for Justice Haynes. He basically verbalized that a lot. And uh, I think Clemson also recently, right after that, um, 
also offered Richard Young. And when you guys talk about the 2023 running back tandem for Georgia, uh, I think the ideal pairing, if Georgia could land those guys, would be a Justice Haynes and a Richard Young. And now, now Clemson's in the race for both of those guys as well. So uh, lots of stuff going on there. Uh, good, Some good chatter. Uh, I know you guys got all your peaches jokes in. Uh, I'm going I'm to take some time for a bunch of questions. Uh, let me see. I think I saw one from Bryce Dixon I wanted to get to, and this is about maybe two or three minutes back, but you wanted to know what I thought about name, image, and likeness. I guess I'm kind of torn because I think it's going to be the Wild West for a while. It's going to be have to be regulated. I'm all for these players uh, making money and uh, fit, finding out what their brand is worth. I just think it's going to be complicated. I think, you know, lots of people have the, the narrative out there that, you know, if the, if the, if the backup offensive tackle has a deal where they're making five, they're making, you know, $25,000, $30,000 from a local business. And then the starter's not making that much money. Everybody thinks the locker room culture will work that out. I just wonder what that's going to be like when uh, a player that's got a big deal um, is not starting and they realize the value of their deal would increase or decrease by amount, the amount of they build their brand, the plays they make, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, one thing I will say, and I, I think, and again, this is not a blanket statement because blanket statements stink in this world because there's always specifics that go one way or the other. There's always outlier, outliers, but a lot of these, a lot of these times, if you ask these kids, they don't want for anything, especially at a Power Five SEC program. They've got all the food they could eat. They've got their weight training. They've got all their clothes, their gear, their shoes. They got their housing taken care of. They've got their stipend. So a lot of these kids have more pocket money than they ever had before. I think that narrative about the star of the football team not having you know forty bucks in his pocket to take his girlfriend out to dinner. I think those days are are, are kind of like Norman Rockwellish. I don't think those are really what the the reality is anymore because I hear a lot of a lot of stories about players that you know do have a lot of money for or a lot more money than maybe their peers of 15 and 20 years ago ever had but then I also hear stories and there's some of those guys at every program where that pocket money they get from their stipend or whatever they have left over um, goes back home because that money is needed back home so you want to take care of those players you want to find a way to take care of those players as well because the pie is certainly substantial when it comes to college football and so forth. I, I, you know, I'm curious to see how it works. I think you're going to see a lot of autograph deals or pop-up shops, endorsement deals where guys can sell their own gear. If you look online and Twitter, some states, some athletic departments are going to allow them to use their school logos. Some will not. Uh, I wonder what you guys think. I know if there's a, you know, the, let me just, let me just say Joe, <clears throat> a guy named Vince Dean is the best player at Georgia right now. And, He's he's making plays every other week to to impact the game, to move the needle. He's a fan favorite and he starts marketing T-shirts with his brand on it. I just wonder, I wonder how much fans are going to support that versus maybe, you know, buying Georgia gear, uh, supporting the team versus supporting individual players. I think it'd be fascinating to see um, what type of money happens there. If you ask me, I think there's really only probably five players on the Georgia team that I think could command more than twenty-five dollars or $30,000 a year in endorsement income. That's even with doing things like, you know, hosting camps or autograph signings or apparel, you know, brand influencer type things, something like that. I think, I think the most marketable players on the Georgia roster right now, I think they're really going to be tied to the, the highest, the players that perform the best. And I think you would think 
Jordan Davis, you would think JT Daniels, you'd think Nicobe Dean, you'd think Lewis Seen. Um, I think Kendall Milton is a guy that um, if he has a couple of really strong breakout games, he immediately zooms to the top of that list. I think Zamir would probably be one of the most popular players or more marketable players on the team. Um, you got to think about what's really marketable, and that's a player that um, you, you'd recognize maybe at a Hawks game or recognize at a Braves game or recognize around Athens um, without their gear on, without their number on. You know, you just recognize them. I think that's what true kind of marketability is in a lot of cases. So be interesting to see how all that goes about. Um, uh, Jermaine King says he would take a shirts that they come in my si- in his size. He'd buy them. He'd like a Zeus shirt. Let's take a quick poll. Um, let's say everybody on the um, everybody on the Georgia team uh, had gear available, or there was a way for you to maybe get an autograph or a picture at a an autograph signing somewhere in your local community. Who would be the first two or three Bulldogs you would like to support? Who do you think are the guys that you would want to, you know, as they try to make their own way and try to earn money off their name, their image, and their likeness? Who are the guys that you think would um, definitely come to mind? Uh, Bryce Dixon, you make a good point. I think Pickens would have been one of the, one of the more marketable players on the team, especially if he was playing. Uh, I, this is what I, I kind of look to. Maybe the most popular players are usually the best players. I think uh, Hot Rod Blankenship was one of the most popular players for Georgia the last five or six years. But when you talk about real money, I don't know if I don't know if there's a guy like um, like I would say real money guys that can command like fifty, sixty thousand dollars in upwards type deals. I think the the last four or five years, the Bulldogs that come to mind would be Nick Chubb. I think it would be Sony Michelle. I think it would be Hot Rod Blankenship. I think it would be Jake Fromm. I think it would be Richard LeCount III. I think it would be Roquan Smith. I think this, I think Andrew Thomas would be kind of right there on the periphery of that as well. Um, I think it takes a little bit more than just being talented as well. So um, I think uh, that's what we got going on right there. But guys, uh, it's been another Before the Hedges. It's been another Wednesday Night Live. I want to thank everybody for joining us. I want to thank everybody listening in on the podcast. You guys would be so inclined. Uh, I'd like to uh, you know, send a like, send a share, tell somebody about uh, Before the Hedges every Wednesday night. Tell them to make it a part of their Wednesday nights as well, even when the College World Series is on. Of course, our program is brought to you by Kroger, our special guest tonight. Our special guest interview was Jordan James. And the, the catchphrase that you should have in your mind all week is Jordan James said it. He said it's the Georgia way or no way. And uh, he's really uh, he's really hoping Georgia can uh, finish the deal with uh, Branson Robinson. That's a guy, if he chooses Georgia, it would be highly marketable as soon as he becomes a Bulldog with this name, image, and likeness stuff because that guy's already got a built-in following, to say the least. Guys, it's been another night. I'm glad Peach has provided some comedy relief. Uh, I'm Jeff Sintel. Thanks to everybody for joining us. Uh, it really means a lot to me that you guys can be anywhere and you chose to, you chose to be here hanging out learning about Georgia recruiting. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Uh, Tomorrow night, tomorrow we've got Before the Hedges, excuse me, tomorrow night we've got Dog Nation Daily with Brandon Adams. I know that'll be another quality program as well. Hope everybody has himself a good night, a good week, and a good weekend as well. I'm Jeff Sintel. Take it easy, everybody. Stay blessed. Uh, Tell everybody that you love them, that you love them. And we'll see everybody again on the pages of dognation.com. Peace, everybody. Take it easy.
let's go. I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life. I never settle. 